Hey everybody, it's Talking Jake here, and I want to tell you about a new podcast and video series you're not going to want to miss, The Deal. Every week, A-Rod and Bloomberg reporter Jason Kelly speak with big-time athletes, entertainers, executives, Maria Sharapova, Strahan, Jeter, and more. The Deal takes you behind the scenes into those worlds of sports, media, and entertainment. From Bloomberg Podcasts and Bloomberg Originals, you can listen to The Deal on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. We've got one game to recap and two series to preview. Let's do it. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. It's a fine Saturday morning. October 10th, day before Jake's birthday. We're coming to you live from the Roosevelt Studios in the Bronx. That's R-S-V-L-T-S. Jake's here. I'm here. Trevor Plouffe's here. Bug Bug Dude in the corner. We will be recapping game five of the ALDS between the Yankees and the Rays and then previewing the ALCS, Rays, Astros, and the NLCS, Braves, Dodgers, that's the show today, but first, I got to shout out the patrons that are supporting us. This episode is brought to you by Magale Silveira. No way I got that right, Mag, sorry. Jared Brennett, Gabe Faulkner, Eric Terranova, Kyle Muldoon, Sean Wardell, and Adam Holly. Thank you very much to those people. Patreon.com slash John Boy Media. You get in the live chat, get to hang out with us, have some fun. Trev, how you doing? I don't know how to act right now. I'm trying to hold it back. I understand it's a tough it's a tough day for Yankees. Hold what back. Do what you gotta do. Thank you. I, I do want to celebrate a little bit. I think um, you know, we'll get into the game. Um, but I had a good night. Lakers lost. I'll, I'll take you there. I'm with you on the on the losing side there. Uh, LeBron dished it out to Danny Green last night in the clutch moment. That's probably not what you want from your superstar, but everything else is great. I told you it's a gloomy morning. Fall is here. That makes me happy because it's been a hundred. Fall is here hear every day, and now it's not, and I'm happy. Excited, excited to see what you have to tr- say, Trev. A very spry smile this morning uh, when. It was an incredible game last night. Uh, as good of a story as it gets for the Rays, Brasso gets the redemption. Um, game five, one-one through eight, um, the Rays come through and do it. Uh, so yeah, obviously sucks as a Yankees fan. Opens up all sorts of questions for the off season and all of that. And we uh, tip of the iceberg doing that, but hell of a baseball series, Rays couple good teams, Rays were a little bit better. Rays are a problem. They're pesky as fuck. When they went to Anderson, like them, the, the Rays going uh, glass now and him performing the way he did is incredibly profe- uh, impressive. And then going to Anderson that early was a killer. Like it's I the would've... guy the Yankees got. Well, Judge got him, but... Barely, but I'm just saying going to the bullpen that early, like that's exactly what they wanted. If Glass now gave them exactly what they needed to get to Anderson early, 
and then Fairbanks after him, then Castillo ended it. Like they only used they used their four best pitchers. They used their four best pitchers, and those guys are so good. Uh, so that sucks. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you can't really knock Garrett Cole either. He gave up one hit. I know. They put two balls over the wall, but Gardner snatched one. But he gave up one hit. Yankees used their three best pitchers, Cole, Britton, Chapman. Yeah, Chapman. It was as good of a baseball game as you're going to get in the playoffs. Elimination game, you know. I said on my Twitter yesterday, I'm like, everybody was throwing 100 miles an hour. The only runs were scored on homers. This is baseball in 2020, and it was fucking awesome. You know, yeah. sometimes that that those things, those ingredients, don't make something tasty. But last night, it was incredible. It was, uh, yeah. I mean, it was crazy. As soon as they showed the replay of Brasso and the pitch to the head, I was like, oh no. And he was 0-2, and Chapman just. I think the sequencing was really bad by Chapman. Uh, he got himself into a hole. Once he went to 3-2, because uh, Brasso then was on the slider, and then he was on the fastball. And then it's like, well, what do you throw now? He shook off. Uh, Gary wanted to, to double up on the slider after the hard foul ball. I thought that would have been a good move um, to, to, dirt, to dirt a slider or put one, a slider like a little less in the zone after he barreled up the slider. Once you went back to the fastball, it was like – that fastball that Brasso fouled right back to then give him that pitch right again is crazy to me. But like I'm I'm not trying to take anything away from Brasso. He was he was fucking locked in, so it was hard for Chapman to figure it out. But yeah, it was crazy. That at bat is nuts. I'm gonna do a breakdown on it, but it's gonna go it's gonna be one of those at bats, you know, uh, Longoria's homer to put him in the wild card game. Um, you see that all the time. That at bats can be played for a long time. It's not only, I mean, it's a game clinching uh, series, kind of clinching homer. Obviously, it wasn't a walk off, but it got it put him ahead. And then it was just the storyline of it. You know, it was Brasso, an undrafted dude that the, the Rays developed to mash lefties. I mean, they did it. He they developed him for one freaking reason to put good at bats up against a lefty. And he didn't even start the game, comes in, faces big bad Araldus Chapman, who is, you know, the king of all relievers in baseball. I don't think he's king of shit anymore. I know, but I mean, with the storyline, he kind of is, man. You know, he's He's one of the most talented. He's one of the most talented baseball players ever. He's got the fastest pitches ever, you know, Cuban missile, all of that. Be a bat. Was it 10 pitches that ended up being? 10 pitch. 10 pitches and, like, to get 0-2, like you said, to start off and then to work it, work it, work it. And then finally, you know, he didn't even he didn't get that ball. He didn't get extended. Got the barrel of just enough on that thing because he caught that a little deep. And, man, just barely. All those homers. I mean, I think Judges was a legit. It was out. But the rest of the homers were just, including the one Gardner robbed, right there. Yeah, <laughs> six inches over the freaking wall, and that's that's the thing that's crazy. I mean, it's it's baseball, and it it comes down to those little things. I mean, Chapman's O two pitch. I don't know if you remember this, Trevi threw the thing, the splitter he started throwing that basically is a eighty seven mile per hour knuckleball. That was right on the outside edge that was getting called all night. And I mean, what you know, who knows what the story is now? 
Um, you know, obviously not playing the umpire card. The Yankees got a couple good calls in big situations. The Rays got a couple too. I I don't think the umpires were really a factor. So kudos to whoever was behind the plate. We don't really we don't really go there normally. Um, I do think what it comes down to is this Rays organization is a deeper team, um, and we you know when a series is this tight. It can come down to those little things, and sometimes the little things aren't little things. Mike Brasso, like you said, Trev, I mean, he destroys lefties. Um, he had a 939 OPS this year in 36 games. Another guy that it's like, what? On on your favorite team, you'd want this guy in the lineup every day in the middle of the lineup. The Rays have the option to platoon him because he hits 1.121 versus lefties this year, OPS. Um, he's an MVP level hitter against lefties. Uh, and so let's think about that. Mike Brasso comes off the bench, faces Zach Britton or Aldis Chapman, obviously hits the game winner against Chapman. And then a move that's going to get over analyzed in Yankees land because it, it, you know, it's again, not why they lost the game, but the Yankees go to their bench and it's Mike Ford who's got an OPS in the fives and doesn't have a hit since August. Um, so if, you know, when a game comes down to it, Tied deciding game five You know the Rays put in a sub He won the game The Yanks put in a sub that Had a loser at bat from the start And you know I, It's it's one of those weird How could they How could the Yankees put him in that situation um, So yeah It leaves you shaking your head a little bit And you also You know the Yanks big advantage Is that lineup When you put it down Pen to paper that's where they have the the advantage. They only scored one run, uh, and you know we we had to fend off Yankee fans all night that are saying these guys suck. You know what? Not really. Glasnow, Castillo, Anderson, my guy Pete Fairbanks, dropping dick all over me. Um, they're some of the best pitchers in the world. Um, so. Kudos to the race. Uh, Yanks had a couple errors. They didn't hurt them, but maybe they did when we're eyeing pitch counts and the Yanks only have three and a half pitchers they could go to in this game. Who knows how that changes the formula? You know, maybe Brasso comes up in a different spot. That's the sick, sick game of baseball. So, um, and you know, Gio Urshela hits one of the hardest Yankee balls of the game, the last batter. It almost goes through Joey Wendell's glove. It's a sick, beautiful sport. Um, I don't know. Rays are good, man. Can I start asking you guys my questions? Because I got questions for you. Bring them. Bring I got we, questions. We get I guess one, these are questions for Booney. We get one full veto if we think you're being too much of a no, cockroach. I, I promise okay. you I won't be. I, because I do have respect for this Yankee team. Um, they don't I, – I told you guys before the show, I almost came on with the trash bag over my head in a Yankees jersey, but they don't deserve that. That's they are my... a damn good team. The Twins, they did deserve that because they haven't won a playoff game since Moby Dick was a minnow. Mm. So here's my questions to you. Number one, Garrett Cole. Mm. I know his pitch count was up there. He paid this guy a lot of money. He's the best pitcher in the world. I mean, him and DeGrom, I don't know. You pick. One of the best pitchers in the world. You take him out because... Choi. Don't want him to face Choi. He also just gave up a home run. I don't. And he didn't don't. look good at, towards the You end. don't think he looked good? I thought he looked pretty damn good. No, I, I was screaming to take him out after the Rosarena bomb. He gets careless, man. And 
and one you, home run, and you have Britain and Chapman already. Like, I know. I, that, yeah, that's my thing. Is it didn't affect the game? They got to the people they wanted to, but to me, it's like, man, like he's your guy. Five and a third. You got to take him out for Choi. I guess that's more credit to the Rays. Like they put these roadblocks. Choi's the best hitter of all time when he steps into the box against Garrett Cole. And you have a tie game, Crazy. and he just you just got the scare of the, your life with that home run. If you're Garrett Cole. Was he trying to stay in the game? Like I, I didn't, didn't seem like it. I, he was not. I think Garrett could have put up more fight if it was full blown sicko Garrett Cole. I mean, yeah, he gave up the home run to Meadows before that, and then a Rosarena hits one that would have been first row, and Guardy catches it. I, I think they were debating even giving him a Rosarena, um, and then when that was the result. Uh, you had Britain up. It's G-Man Choi, who's Garrett Cole's killer. I mean, sometimes you do have to live thinking about, okay, what happens this at bat? If G-Man were to clip Garrett Cole, I mean, we'd be sitting here saying, how can you let him see him a third time? You have Zach Britton up. Um, so, no, I, I think it was the right move. I mean, the, the problem was earlier, and, hey, maybe you can link it to some of these errors in a couple at-bats. Uh, was it the inning before, Jim? I'm trying to think of the sequence. There was two guys that had, like, I think it was Wendell and Adamas had a 10-pitch and an 8-pitch at bat. That was so, the, the fourth inning. It was Diaz and Wendell. Diaz and Wendell. And, I mean, yeah. that again, that's kind of what we talked about coming into the game with Cole on the pitch limit and the Yankees' limited bullpen. Something like that's very impactful. You just took Garrett Cole from potentially 6.1 down to 5.1, and now we're doing all of these conversations. Yeah, so if he's at yeah, 70 so that's, pitches, you're leaving him in? Uh, I don't even look five. at it there. I don't even look at it there. My my thing is he only faced four batters in that fourth inning, uh, and he got ground out, error, fly ball, strikeout. So technically four outs, but they made him throw 28 pitches. They were on him. Like, I don't think he was fooling bats anymore. I think they were, they were starting to foul off whatever they wanted to foul off, and then everyone's searching Homer, so he ran into some, some outs. But I... I thought it was after the Rosarena scare. I and that was three the last three batters, two of them had put one over the wall. I thought it was time to get him out of there. He's on three days rest, so it's not like first time ever. It's not like you have full full call, you know what I mean? And you had Britain ready to so go. So you're, you're that was a good start for Yeah. Pre, yeah. Pre-game yeah, you would be like five and a third, one yes. run. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 It was just strange to me. Like I was like, man, like, just thinking about that. Like I get all the stats and I get the pitch count. I get everything, but just thinking about fucking big bad Garrett Cole, dude. I didn't even I didn't even realize it was um I didn't even realize it was Choi coming up like last night on the stream because that home run was so scary, and he gave up the home run earlier and he was battling. So I like, okay. even if it wasn't Choi coming up, I still would have been fine taking him out there. Next question. You know, it's it's the Mike Ford question. Oh, dude, you're asking the right guys. So, so okay. So, dumbest move I've seen in in my at least recent memory, like since I've been covering the Yanks every game, 2017. It's the dumbest move I've seen. Uh, unfathomably dumb. Diego Castillo is better yes, against better lefties. lefties. Mike Ford no, hasn't not had a hit either. Mike Ford hasn't had a hit, hasn't had a hit since August. 
and now we have worse defense and a worse at bat. I don't think it like looms large in this game because the Yankees only put up one run. So you know, if you but if you look at it in a vacuum, I think it's a fireably dumb move. I think it's the dumbest move I've ever seen as a Yankee fan. Who else is on the damn team? Like Clint Frazier. Yeah, exactly. Clint, Clint Frazier. Miguel Andujard, who Ford's on the roster over inexplicably, he had a 15, again, we're measuring September hits now, but Miguel Andujard played in nine games in September. He hit 355 with a 975 OPS, and that's a guy that's still supposed to be part of this young core and this young team, and for whatever reason, they punted on him, and they've kept Mike Ford around. And it's a, it's a disaster. I mean, they they did this same move against Diego Castillo. Their, their analytics guys must have sound, found something where what, four... There ain't no fucking analytics, you know, man. That's yeah. not analytics. Where 40 is a good matchup against Castillo because they went to that matchup twice. I don't think that's even so the analytics So they came department. into this series with I, a plan to get yeah, Diego Castillo with Mike Ford, which means something told them that, and whatever that something was is as wrong as can be and needs to be removed from analytics. Because it ain't right. I think I've told you guys this before. What 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 they got in those binders? It, it's hilarious. I mean, you talk about having a computer decide what's going to happen during the game. That's what's that's what's happening. I mean, they have a sheet. On this sheet, they'll have all of the bench players' available hitters on it, and then whatever outcome that you need, they'll give you a percentage for it to, to happen. So, right there, what do you need? Uh, base runner, uh, extra base hit, home run, whatever. Mike Ford, according to the analytics, was probably the top guy. It's no, guy. there's no. like I, we've I don't done know this. how. I don't know how It's either, not. Dude. We've I done no this with our, the, the Yankee fans that are deep in the analytics. Um, there's nothing. There's nothing that supports that move. I think it came from the bench. Nothing we know. There is something that supports that move. There's no way he like just that, goes they, and says Mike yeah, Ford. Yeah, they're, they're not just being this. willy-nilly. It's I think they are. No. I've read so much. He'll be fired today if that's the I case. think there's a big argument going on between the departments. There's, there's no analytics that support it. People have tried. All the people that are Yankees fans that are like nerds in the analytics have yeah, poured I can't over. Find it. Anything either. There's nothing that supports it. I he think it's a terrible, it's OB, a terrible OBS feel move. This year. It's like, like analytics don't push the magic button. People in okay, the dugout no, push the magic button. I think that, they were banking on his 2019 numbers. Don't hate on me here. Gary Sanchez we talked about him. Yeah, love Higgy. Obviously, starting with Cole, but like. If he's was in yesterday because he's a better hitter than Sanchez right now. Okay. That's the reason he was in there. It's not any other reason than Gary hasn't hit and Higgy has hit. No, Higgy's all Higgy, a little bit. Higgy's been Cole's personal a catcher bit. for a month. I'm saying I'm saying not yesterday, the day before. I'm sorry. Yes. He played over Gary because he's been hitting better. And the defense. So that, the defense was then a you factor. You take the guy out for a guy that's worse than Gary. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Pinch hitting Ford's the dumbest move I've seen a Yankees team do in the history of short history of like my recent memory. 
I'm sure there's some sure dumb there's shit. There's no good matchups for Diego Castillo right there. Like you don't have just someone on the bench is like, oh yeah, go get this guy. I don't know who that could Higgy be. Higgy was giving you better at bats. He was spitting yes. on breaking pitches. Higgy had a couple good at bats. If you're I'd really have that guy, yeah. if you're really looking the miracle, you could go with Gary Sanchez, who replaced him in the game. And like we, you've been saying, you know, I mean, Gary's at least a crazy home run hitter. If he runs into one, that's something he has done. Or Clint Frazier, who's been. A really, really good hitter this year. There's nothing there. Uh, you know, Ford was a good pinch hitter last year. I think they probably believe in that a little bit. Maybe they do think that's a skill of sorts. But it's it's terrible. I mean, the guy shouldn't have even been in the roster. And it sucks that, you know, I feel bad for Mike Ford that we're even talking about him because he shouldn't even be in that situation. And it's not why the Yankees lost. I mean, they scored one run. That that includes, you know, LeMahieu, Stanton, Voigt, uh, all the guys, Glaber. So, um it shouldn't have to come down to that, and it, it really didn't. I mean, I, yeah, just absolutely. You should see the reaction. I should probably find the reaction and put the game feed. When they show, I was, like, singing uh, Dracula's Lamnet as a superstition. Trying to spark it. Trying to spark it, and then they showed Ford's face, and I screamed like a person in a horror movie, like, Oh, what the fuck? It's, I think I really did. It's like, but it was genuine. Yeah. It was like, Whoa. We were trying to build as much energy and momentum as we could, and that, I mean, popped the balloon pretty hard. And then he Last takes strike I, three and acts like it's a ball. And he's like, yeah, I, there we're going on pinch hitting numbers. Technically, as a pinch hitter this year, he had a 500 OBP. Um, and last year, he had a 1. OPS. So they think Mike Ford is a good pinch hitter. Last thing I'll say on the Yankees, because I think we should probably talk a little bit about the Rays. What I mean, DJ LeMahieu ends up hitting 281 with a 615 OPS in the playoffs. Aaron Judge 133 with a 662. Uh, Gio Urshela 179, 512. Like some of the bigger bats didn't show up. Stanton showed up. I think you got to give some love to him. Um, Hicks showed up in the playoffs. Got to give some love to him. Not last night, but uh, I mean, they're all coming back except for DJ. And is he priority number one? Or is like maybe some bench pieces priority number one? It's a long combo, Trev, uh, that I don't think we can fully do today and we can do in the offseason. Um, I think our elevator speech on it is that everything we've heard is that the Yankees aren't going to have a big offseason, that, you know, COVID affected the Steinburners, that the Yankees are their family business. Um, we don't know. Uh, you know, again, they... I don't know how rich people operate, but I'm guessing they have a finance person that says, you know, their five-year plan, and you know, they were expecting to make 200 million this year, and instead they probably lost 200 million. So are they, are they going to give Cashman the leash? Are they going to say you get this? Are they going to say you get nothing? Because Tanaka's a free agent, um, DJ. Those are the two big ones. I mean, Paxton seemed like he was on the way out. Um, you know, a cu- couple other things, but Tanaka and DJ. You know, Tanaka's been a a lifetime Yankee, he's beloved here. He, you know, he's like an international star of sorts. That he's kind of a New Yorker bus guy. Uh, DJ says he's loved it here. All these guys say these quotes, but um, there's a little more attached to that. It's going to come down to money, and I don't know if they have it. We're we're prepping Yankee fans to lose both of them, which I I think that blows Yankee fans' minds. Like we're the Yankees, and it's like, well, guess what? Things have changed since you know the '90s. Like we don't. 
go out and just sign every guy. That's kind of why nobody in baseball has repeated as a champion in the past 20 years or whatever. Like, it's tough, and they've made rules to balance these things. So they very well could be gone. It's a hell of a team. They put together a hell of a team. Yeah, the Yankees have a lot of questions, but we can move on. I mean, Glaber's not a long-term shortstop. They currently don't have a starting catcher. Uh, they might lose DJ, and they don't have uh, pitching depth, pitching depth or bullpen depth. So, and Rays, and they only have two more years of Judge, and two more years of of Gary, and the windows closing, and a lot more windows are opening around the league. So, Yankees blew it, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. That was their three year window when they were they were one of the top teams, and the rest of the league. Um, didn't wasn't there. There was a very top heavy selection of teams in the AL. It's not that way anymore. Uh, a lot of teams are getting better and and, and getting into the picture. So they're still going to be good. Um, but it's their easiest path was the last three years, and they blew it all three years. Rays pitching incredible. Austin Meadows, a friend of the pod. Garrett Cole made one mistake. Austin Meadows put it out of the ballpark. So good for him. Are uh, all this Chapman? Couldn't get pie bra, so that's the difference. Uh, and I mean, hey, you know, we're talking about depth. And Trev, you actually said this on the pregame show. You know, what if this game is tied going into the fifth, sixth inning or so? You know, talk about a flex by the Rays. They send Diego Castillo out for a second inning. Um, and who's up in the pen? It's Snell and Morton, a little double barrel coming at you while the Yankees are over here like, can Chad Green go? Like, in that, uh, again, shows you at the end of this five-game set, every these teams both emptied the chips, and that's uh, that's where we landed. Good for the Rays. I thought that was such an amazing shot when yeah. they showed those two guys at the end of the game, game warming up. Like, guys that, you know, these are very, very good pitchers. I thought Cash crushed it. He did. He's got to be looking back at this game and be like, that, we planned that, and it worked out perfectly. Yeah. Everything we planned worked out perfectly. Problem is, the Yanks are probably saying the same thing. Yeah, two one, man. <laughs> Fuck. That's the three sick solo part. home runs. Yeah. Baseball. All right, moving on. Rays advance to the American League Championship Series against the Astros. Um, the Astros got eliminated, or the Astros eliminated the Rays last year in a five-game series in the uh, DS. Now they go for a seven-game set. All seven games are in a row, and it starts tomorrow. One-day rest. Have we had Is any announcements? again in a Is row? That? Yeah. Yeah. That's why I was saying this stretch is brutal if you don't have pitching depth. It's brutal. The Rays are made for this. I was, I, I They're was one of the only teams. And, I mean, the Astros got a lot of pitching, too. But not like this. Not like the Rays. The Rays are made for... 12 games in 13 days uh, series. The Yankees are just, not. We're not. I just yeah. want to say, like, about the Rays, if you were to show me the lineup, that lineup card, and then show me the Yankees lineup card before the season, I mean, I would have put so much money, so much money on the Yankees. It's Baseball is such a nutty sport, man. Pitching. That pitching. pitching. All right. Um, have we had any announcements on pitchers? Um, I'm trying to look now. Um, I mean, you have to. I'd assume Snell for the Rays. It's Snell or Morton. I mean, mm -hmm. they just pitch Glass now. Um, 
So I'd assume Snell, Morton, or Morton Snell, if either of those have a lean, you're probably looking at a Game 3 bullpen day and then Glass now, uh, unless he could go shorty again, which um, I don't know, probably depends on their bullpen usage and things like that. Um, and we've got, you know, Dusty has a plan is what I'll tell you. Dusty does have a plan. Do you think we'll see straight up, quote unquote, punt days? I mean, the Yankees did it in a five-game set because they're not made for a five-game set. No one's made for a seven-game set. So, do you think if you win game one, then you tr- if you win if you win game one, I guess do you try to sneak a win game two? If you win game one and two, I think you fully punt game three. I think if you're up two zero, whatever team it is, because there's no off days, and by punt I just mean you don't throw your top tier starter nor any of your top three relievers. You give them the full day off for the long haul. Um, uh, just a general question about these seven-game sets in a row. I think, you know, NLAL, I'm just wondering, if a team goes 2-0, I think we might see them try to just, like, the opposite of the kitchen sink at them. And it's, yeah, it's interesting to think about if they if a team, like, gets behind in game one, 5 nothing. do they just let that person die on the hill? Yeah, I think you might see pitchers dying. I think you might see bad bullpens being used in in four runs or or less, which you don't usually see in these games. So it's going to be interesting. It's an important part of the roster, and that's why it almost the the Rays again. The Rays basically had a punt game in Game Four, but their punt guys were Thompson, who's had a really nice year, and Ryan Yarbrough, uh, another friend of the pod, who's a, a really nice pitcher. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think you're going to see that, you know, if teams do go up 2-0 or maybe 3-1 and everyone's gas, like, yeah, absolutely. Um, and, again, that's where the Rays look different. I mean, every guy that comes out of the pen is really talented where, you know, I, I think the Astros, they their some of their depth is a little lesser. Um, so you if they go up, you could see a couple guys die on the mound, and that's that is an important role in these 2020 playoffs. I saw a uh, a trade tree that was pretty funny. Mm. It closed the home for me. Uh, Delman Young. Mm. Ray's legend, Delman Young. 1-1. Mm. You know, he, we love him. Friend of the pod. Gets traded for Matt Garza from the Twins. Matt Garza gets traded to the Cubs for Chris Archer. Mm. Chris Archer gets traded for... Austin Meadows, Tyler Glass now. Wow. Pretty good trade tree. Pretty good Del- job. Delman they, Young. They, and and Arch had great years in, in Tampa, and Garza had great years in Tampa, and Delman had great years in Tampa, and they just, like, they know when to ship out talent, man, and just recoup, recoup, recoup. It's what they do. They good. I think the Rays will take this one. Granky being out hurts them. I mean, if the Astros can bang their way through these pitching, I think it'll be a it'll maybe I would say raise in, in six, raise in five. Is he out? Granky's out. Probably not, but he's not Zach Granky. Yeah, he's a he's a different version of himself. Um, and the Rays bullpen yeah, but- and the Rays pitching ain't the A's, which I was never really that fond of uh, from the beginning of the postseason so it'll be the hardest task much like much like how I don't think the Braves pitching has been uh, really put to the test and now they're facing the Dodgers 
I don't think the Astros' bats have really been put to the test, and now they're facing the Rays. Um, so I think the Rays and the Dodgers are my favorites here. In this CS, it'll be about how the pitching goes, but like Jake said, the Rays are just really deep, man. Really deep. They're pitching, and, and their hitting approach is just pesky. They seem, they seem to play the percentages, Trev. I mean, you played with them, so you were, you were there when a lot of this staff was there. They seem to, to jump early, like a Rosarena jumping that curveball. That had to be a plan. Like, hey, I, someone had to get in his head or he got in his own head. I think he's probably going to open you up curveball. Jump it because he was all over it. And that's what Kiermeyer said about when he hit the home run on the curve. He was like, yeah, the odds were he was going to open me up curve ball, so I was jumping it. Like It just seems like they choose their timing really well. I don't know if it's so much as like a difference in how they approach, you know, their hitters meetings. I think every team has the information there. And I told you guys this from day one. That what they really do well there is they just make guys feel like you feel. I can't even think of the right word. The phrase I've been using is they they put their they put their guys in a position to succeed. Like Mike Brasso, like you know, yeah. it's and, that too. But it's more like they make you feel like a stud. Like no matter who you are, like. You, Everyone there, the the T levels are very high, mm. and I don't, I, I don't have the numbers. I got to assume they're a pretty young team, whether that has something to do with it or not. Like they are not scared of anybody. They're very confident. Sometimes it's like, maybe they shouldn't be so confident, but it doesn't matter. Like that's the way they're gonna think. And I think organization wide, it's just a bunch of dudes who are just like, fuck it. Like, you know, Rousseau was saying, like, no, like this is the only organization that I could have had success in. Like they believed in me. Nobody else believed in me. I was undrafted. Choi says the same thing. It's like, they just make you feel like it's almost like the Patriots. Well, it's also, but I people think people come in the Patriots and they just like, okay, I bought in. Like I want to, I want to be part of this and prove everybody wrong. And it's the whole encompassing vibe that comes with that organization. To me, to me, the Rays feel like none of their offensive guys put any weight on on their shoulders, whereas like because they just spread it out. Like if I don't do it, someone else will do it. You know, like I don't have to be the hero today because we got pinch hit heroes, we got platoons. Like just have a good at bat. Where the Yankees being home run or bust, like Voit, Stanton, Judge. I think those guys, Geo, carry Glaber, carry all the weight on their shoulders when they step into that box. Like, I have to be the dude. I have to hit a home run here. I think that's how Voight even, like, kind of talked in his post game. The Rays don't have any of that, it feels like. Like, I'll just have a good at-bat, because if not, guy behind me will have it. Because there's not expectations for them to go out and just bash. To put it in, like, different terms, I'm trying to, like, make it relatable here. Uh, Fantasy football. Mm. People who do really well at that, and the pros... They're not afraid to sit a star when he's a star wide receiver when he's going up against a shutdown corner. They're not afraid to sit a running back when he's going up against a stout defensive line and one of the offensive linemen is out. They're, they play the matchups. Like if you have a lesser guy, but he's got a better matchup, like the guys that win in fantasy football, they can make those moves. That's just kind of how the Rays approach everything. Like we want to give you, 
where, where's the where can we find the little advantage in the numbers like where can we find the matchup that works don't no egos everybody's here we're all here to do our own job that's why i i, I say they're like the patriots because that's kind of the the demeanor that all those guys when when you talk to them after the uh after the game it's like we're all in it together we have a plan and we stuck to the plan like that's the mindset in the race clubhouse and again like they're the t level is high too and they're smart it's like they that combination of all of that together that's they've created a culture there i like the patriots comp trev because i think that does tie in and it's kind of like it these guys, you dream all your life of being a Major League Baseball player, and the Rays basically give you the formula. If you want to be, here's the test. If you want to be a Major League Baseball player, G-Man, go rake off righties. Um, Rosso, go rake off lefties. Hunter Renfro, go patrol right field and, and mash when you're there. Um, the Rays are going to raise. I, I think it comes back. I mean, Houston, it's going to be a lot of young pitching. Framber Valdez has looked great. Uh, Lance McCullers, uh, you know, which Lance McCullers are you getting? Urquidy's looked really good. Christian Javier, he's been out of their bullpen. Does he have to start? Um, I mean, if you look at the horses, you have to lean Tampa. But, I mean, what what Houston just did, we're going to find out. Was Oakland's pitching staff as weak as, as we think it might be? Or have Correa, Altuve, Springer, the guys you know, I mean, have they found it? Because they were mashing. So uh, I feel like the lean is the Rays. Um, but, man, I, I just – Houston's still like – it feels like a wild card, and for that reason you have to go with Tampa. You're asking me to pick the series here. I'm, I'm going Tampa, too. I just think that they are a little too deep. Houston will have to – they'll have to put up – offensive numbers like they did against the A's to to try to keep up and that's very difficult against uh, a team like the Rays but I don't I mean the Astros are scary right now man. yeah like the way Correa is playing like he he can propel them to some victories just by his bat alone you know you get a couple guys on in front of him he continues to hit homers and play defense the way he does it's it's not going to be an easy round. I mean, I, I do think like getting past the Yankees, it was a huge thing for the Rays, and the confidence level there is going to be immense tomorrow. But I'll take the Rays. I'll take them um, seven game series. I'll take them in. I'll take them in five. I think it might happen pretty quick. Mm. It all depends on how the series goes. If it's two zero, I think that the game three is a wash, and then you win four or five. I'm going seven. I, I think this is going to be good. I mean, dude, Springer, Altuve, Brantley, Bregman, the top four in their lineup, ended uh, ended their playoff series with Oakland. Everyone with sluggings above 667. Uh, Correa's slugging is a one dot right now. Um, I mean, they've got five guys in their lineup who are electric. Gurriel can turn it on at any moment. Kyle Tucker, too. Um, yeah. So like uh, these these Astros are bad guys. I <laughs> I meant bad guys like they're bad dudes on the on the field in a in a tough way. Um, okay. I don't know. I think it goes seven. I think they're really good. Uh, I think that lineup again on a given day can outdo the Rays. But I if it is game seven, I think the Rays have their formula pretty easy. Where Houston 
has to almost figure it out on the fly. Yep. All right, we'll be uh, doing the pregame shows, as always, doing each and every game starting tomorrow. Are we going to be live for tomorrow's game, too, if anyone wants to listen to us do play-by-play and, and color commentary instead? We can. Talk about it after this. All right. I'll uh, be uh, allowed on, so. Ooh. See. Yeah, Text maybe. real hard. Fly out here. What? Because when we did it that one time, you were like a 30 seconds delayed. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Uh, all right. Gay, series number two, the National League. You have the Braves versus the Dodgers. The Dodgers have yawned their way to the ALCS. The Braves swept the Marlins and uh, got there in three. The Braves pitching looks better than anyone expected. Ian Anderson's the real deal. Kyle Wright had a really good start. Um, I don't know. Ian Anderson looks good. Kyle Wright, good start. Um, and then Freed looks great as well. They, they, they did this on MLB Network, Jake, while we were watching it yesterday. And they asked who they asked. Um, Kevin... Yeah, they asked him, uh, whose starting staff is better, Braves or Dodgers? And they kind of, like, juggled it around. And I think they were being earnest because Bueller only goes four or five innings. Kershaw's really good. And then who's, like, you know, who's the rest of the staff for the Dodgers? Dustin May, they used him weird. He should be a starter for this series. He will be a starter, yeah. Yeah. Um, They have Tony Gonsolin. They have Urias. I mean, there's a bunch of guys they can reach into their – pocket and just find they have the, they have the arms um, we'll see how they utilize them uh, Braves bullpen has been amazing we'll see if that is different uh, the Dodgers don't trust the very back end of their bullpen so um, yeah, you know yeah. I think you know everyone wants to say it's Dodgers easily I think the Braves might have a little more fight their pitching has kind of proven it to us uh, a little bit no, I think they have a lot of fight man okay you're on this the Braves is- now this one to me, I mean, I did. I picked the Dodgers to go to the World Series, um, but watching the A's or the Braves hit, you know, kind of watching what they've been able to do, pitching wise. If the Dodgers stumble out the gate and, and come out slowly offensively, I think the Braves hitting could score some runs against this pitching. You know, the Dodgers have great pitching, but. You got Acuna, you got Freeman, you got Ozuna, you got Dansby, you got Darno, who's seeming like a postseason hero for them. I'm not so sold on the Dodgers in this series. I think this is going to be. A, I think the Rays kind of handle Houston. I don't see the Dodgers just doing that again. Um, they're the deepest team in baseball. There's no holes, but offensively, I think that. Atlanta can stay with the Dodgers. And that's a scary thing for Dodgers because, like you just mentioned, Jim, what happens at the end of the game? Who are they bringing in? They don't have that back end figured out just yet. And that's scary, scary, scary in the playoffs when you're clinging to a one, two run lead and, and Kenley's coming in. I know a lot of people are going to be biting their fingernails, you know, going like this, like not really wanting to watch, just like you were yesterday. <laughs> Chapman pitch. <laughs> that had bad news written all over it. Good memories. Yeah, I. Uh, we're going to find out, man, because uh, everything you guys are saying is true. I mean, the Braves' bullpen has been nasty. Their starting have been pretty nasty. Uh, it was also against the Reds, who were hitting was a disaster this season, and the Marlins lineup, which, hey, put that on paper ne- next to the Dodgers and let me know what you think. Um, 
So I, I think the Braves pitching staff is in for a, a very different uh, awakening, if that's what we want to call it. Um, the Braves bullpen is awesome. I mean, they've got like eight guys they trust and, and are like, you know, a, a good number two reliever on, on your team. They've got like eight of them, which is impactful. But again, we're playing seven games in seven days that I think, um, you know, maybe the maybe the Braves can get a free day. Maybe the Braves' Ian Anderson drop stick, or maybe they can jump the Dodgers' bullpen one game, which, again, that would that would feel impactful. But uh, I think these Dodgers are just too good. Um, you know, at, looking at how the Braves' season went and the teams that were in their division and who they've played just on the whole, uh, these these Dodgers are monsters. And I, I think I'd, I'd go Dodgers in six. I think, you know, you get a free day. Um and then maybe one of the other young guys drops it or the Dodgers essentially can do a punt day where you're sitting there in game six, uh, Dodgers fully loaded while the Braves are hoping to piecemeal it with a bunch of tired bullpen guys. Do the Braves have a fourth starter? I don't think so. We got a fourth starter for the Braves. We got Freed, Ian, and Kyle. I mean, they just found their third. Tukey wasn't he on the roster. Yeah, I think he had a bad year. Norm says no. No. I, I, I think you try to piece something together. Yeah. You know, I'll give my prediction right now. I got Dodgers still in the series. I think it's going to go seven games. I think this is the one that's going to go all the way. It's going to be a hard-fought, great series. And then I think the Dodgers ultimately prevail and will be like, oh, yeah, they, I mean, they're so good. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't think it, it, the the Braves have to win one of the first two games, and then and then you can get sneaky. Um, I think the first three games will be really close, and then maybe the depth shows. Maybe yeah, the first, three. maybe the first two, maybe the first two games will be really close, and then the depth shows. Um, the Dodgers got depth, pitching and hitting, so. I like I, they're they're also I mentioned this to you guys the other day. What could be fun is kind of a first second half of this game. If the Dodgers do have a weekend, it's the back end of that bullpen. Uh, the Braves are feeling very strong about their their bullpen right now. So kind of like what we said with the Yankees Rays last night. If it's if it's tight late or tied late, I do things think things slightly tilt to the Braves, and that could be fun to watch. Yeah, that, that I could do, be fun to watch. I like that. Give me Kenley. Or Kelly versus the top six of the Braves order Ooh, in, a clo- I mean. in a I close a game. That yeah, the Braves can steal. The Braves can steal a game from the Dodgers late Dar- like that. Is this a Darno revenge series? Traded traded from the Dodgers after the Mets cut him. My God, you know, oh man, I, I I'm know. excited for both. I'm excited for both series. Um, like I said, I think the Dodgers ultimately prevail because of the seven straight games. It really showcases depth. Dodgers raise to me just exemplified depth. So I'm picking them to go to the World Series. I hate you, Corona. I hate you. I do too. <sighs> Kershaw, be gross, dude. What's the best World Series here? Dodgers Astros, ratings wise, best for what? Yeah, 
drama wise. Yeah. Yes. Best baseball is Dodgers Rays. It would have been Dodgers Yankees. Rays Braves, probably MLB's nightmare. Yeah. Intense in the lower southeast region. I think Braves Houston is probably uh, because maybe people tune in because they hate Houston. Houston's a national Houston's a national storyline right now. I think Braves Braves would be really bad for the (laughs) ratings for the execs. Yeah, they would not like that. Dodgers are going to be in it. Dodgers Rays, even that I don't know. I mean, Rays aren't really the the draw here. No, the draw. The draw is... It would be good for baseball, and baseball would have no idea. What? Braves, Braves, or Dodgers, Rays. I it, love would the, the, I, it would be the core baseball fans I, I love that the, they're forgetting the, about. I'm not knocking the Rays' skill or approach to the game at all, because they're a juggernaut and they're deep. Boring team for a casual fan. Hey, I mean the American. They don't. They don't have. Until uh, you watch it, but they don't you're have not a, but, get people to watch. Yeah, you have to know baseball to understand yeah, why right. that's so good. You're not going to get a casual fan, but but and the, and they don't have an Acuna. They don't have a Mookie. They I don't mean, have a got, Tatis. The Dodgers have the American Randy Rosarena. I love that. Bullpen games are boring for brand new fans. Um, <laughs> I would like Rays Dodgers. I think that's the the most fun skill matchup. Uh, and and depth to to do uh, these what we're doing, I think ratings people would want Dodgers, uh, Astros. Tell you what, Houston Houston Braves too. If if the coin goes the other way, I mean that series you got a lot of star power. Um, yeah, you do have a lot of star power, a lot of hitting. That uh that would be an exhausting fun series too. So I don't know four good teams. I I think that's. That's also a win. You know, we were wondering how this corona year was going. I mean, like, if, if these Marlins did stumble into the Dodgers, I mean, bless their heart. Um, so, I don't know. The The formula worked. We're sitting here with two nice CSs. All right. Are you feeling like this is legit? Yeah. 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 I am, too. Yeah. I mean, we got really good teams left. The Astros yeah. wouldn't have made the playoffs. Now they're in the CS. Um, that's a t- that's a tough pill to swallow. But the reason they did it was because of um, because Dusty has a plan. Dusty has a plan. Oh, God, I have to keep hearing that. <laughs> it would. I mean, it just if we, we had Astros fans, I would buy our merch. I would make a Dusty has a plan shirt. You can you can start. I might make it and wear it myself. Yeah. You can start doing so many weird dances in your head with that. You know, the Astros wouldn't have made the playoffs. Yeah, I bet they would have had a pretty nice 100 games. Um, I agree. You know, and, hey, it, the the moment I just had that you can't even do as a Yankee fan is, you know, a normal ALDS has travel days where maybe they, you know, they would have had more good bullpen available and, and you could have done better rest. It wasn't how it went this year. I don't care. There there was two months where I didn't have sports and life was full out pain. This was fair. Line them up, play baseball. They got beat. Do you remember earlier in the year when you couldn't fucking move and all we could talk about was labor negotiations? I mean, I wonder if my back injury was real or if it was just my brain <laughs> shutting down and it was like, your back doesn't, doesn't work you anymore. You were so, you were out. You were not. I was good. out. I was having a bad time. All not. I like is sports. There were no sports. <laughs> you Jimmy were not, was like you were Jimmy not. Jimmy was like you got to keep egg and you got to keep egg and Jake on because he needs that. He needs maybe the it. number two thing after sports is like touching people. Also off the list. 
off the list. Off the list. Uh, and that's at a restaurant. Trevor, that's also why I wore my chain today uh, after the Yankees lost. You know, something we're big about on this show is, hey, if you're going to wear that chain when you're banging them, you better wear that chain when you're slumping. So uh, <laughs> keep flipping your fucking bat. Yeah, just keep swinging, man. That's all I do. That's all I do. Not a lot of hits. <laughs> I keep swinging. Now that you don't have the Yanks to keep tabs on, if we don't get a Jeff Passion fragrance commercial within the next mm, few days, I'll be teaser. He reached out. Did you give him teaser. my number? Uh, he texted me, and he said, so A, uh, little teaser, Jeff Passon's a fan. He said, uh, in quotes, he goes, future Red Sox Mike Brasso made me laugh. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, I mean, I've been been on that for day one. Uh, he's like, hey, sorry, man, rough one, hope you're okay. I was like, yeah, tough one. Uh, maybe <laughs> send, send, a, send, a, send a hey, how are you to John Boy because he's got uh, a city that hates him for no reason, really. So uh, You really do. Passon's a good guy. Passon's a good New York guy. York kind of hates me. I get, I get all sorts of uh, Yankee people talking shit to me. Oh, come here and yeah, mine isn't sports, bang my wife. Mine isn't sports shit talking. I can handle that. Like, I was talking to someone yesterday because I was like, dude, cut it out. He was like, it's just baseball. I said, no, it's not. Like, no, it's not for these people. I mean, I've had some pretty – I can't imagine. You've got definitely got it worse than me. The Yankee fans are pretty ruthless as well. They like to say a lot of things. Yeah. People suck. I've said some things to you. We'll be back tomorrow to pregame these games, find out what the starters are and availabilities and all that. Holy I thought this smokes. was the preview. Pregame show tomorrow. Oh. This is the whole series. I'm in. Okay, let's do it. We got to make our picks, over-unders, homer draft, all that stuff. Pregame show. All right, let's do are it. Are you free? Of course I'm free, bro. I think we're going to push I, do. I don't think we're going to do it at 11 a.m. I think we're going to push it way back. Yeah, maybe we do it right leading up to the game or something. Yeah, like when we do yeah. Talking Yanks pregame show usually. All right. Thank you to everyone who's listening. We'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye. Go Rays. Go Rays. Let's go Braves. Mansplain pot. That's terrified of them. Could be in that. Not to happen. Hey everybody, it's Talking Jake here, and I want to tell you about a new podcast and video series you're not going to want to miss, The Deal. Every week, A-Rod and Bloomberg reporter Jason Kelly speak with big-time athletes, entertainers, executives, Maria Sharapova, Strahan, Jeter, and more. The Deal takes you behind the scenes into those worlds of sports, media, and entertainment. From Bloomberg Podcasts and Bloomberg Originals, you can listen to The Deal on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts.